0: Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 74, I'm going to be sharing with you some communication tools for your homeschool. Just at the start, let me assure you, most of these tools are ones you've probably not heard of. I feel fairly confident that there should be at least one or two that you're not currently using. So don't just fast forward and think that this episode isn't for you. I will not be touching on the obvious ones of Facebook Messenger and Instagram and just texting. These are going to be different ways you can communicate and you may use this within your family, but you'll perhaps be using this as a family to communicate with others um, as well, whether they are the homeschool families or family and friends around the world. All of the uh, tools I'm going to be talking about today are either free or they have a free version. Everything that I mentioned, you'll be able to find links to them in the show notes, which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So let's start off with the first three. There are going to be five in total, and three of them are just phone apps. The first one is one you may know about, and that is GroupMe. You know how you may end up in a texting group where somebody is trying to arrange a party or an outing, and there's they've added 20 different people's um, numbers onto a huge big group text and they message out and say, you know, who can come to the pool this weekend? And then everybody comes back and says, yes, me. And every time somebody responds, you get an annoying notification. And uh, I tend to just leave those groups and perhaps offend people, but I really just can't deal with having so many notifications on my phone. Where. What Groupie does is it takes that out of your normal messages, so it allows you to have a whole lot of people in a group text, basically, but in another app. You can obviously have notifications on your phone. I chose not to and would just when I use it, I just go in once or twice a day to see if there are any messages, but you can do that. But it's much easier also just to add people instead of you having to go through and add them or you just go and give the people, you know, you can just post it somewhere, give it out or whatever else, give the group me code so that everyone can get on it. Now, I used it when we had a student from Spain staying with us. She came across for the summer to practice Spanish as part of a larger group Practice English as part of a larger group. And the group organizers used Group Me to contact all the host families. So they'd just be able to post and say, Oh, please can you get your child, your child that you're hosting to this place at this time? We're all going to be, you know, doing a picnic or whatever they were doing. We could also just talk to different host parents in the group. So if I needed a ride for my students, I could. Um, just find somebody who lived nearby and send them a message. So it was very convenient to use and a much better system than just being a text. The next app is one that all of those of you listening who do not live in the US probably know about, WhatsApp. I use this because when I'm communicating with friends and family overseas, if they do not have an iPhone as I do, then I can't just text them as I can in America But WhatsApp allows me to message them in just the same way. So you have all the same sort of functionality as you just would in in a normal text. So you could send audio or a little video or photos or whatever else you want. Um, So, like right now, my my daughter's been studying, uh, doing a final research for her PhD in South Africa, and she's been communicating over WhatsApp because she is using a South African SIM, and this allows her to just easily actually uh, use the South African data and contact me like that using WhatsApp. So just remember, if you have a child who's going to be studying abroad or going on some kind of a trip, that's the way that you'll be able to communicate. The third app, I have to admit, I only started using today. I heard about it quite a while ago. First of all, from my oldest daughter, the one who's currently in South Africa. She also happens to be the teacher of FundaFunda Academy, our sponsor's visual literacy class. And I would say if you have children who love um, video games, graphic novels, movies, um, studying the visual effects of commercials, anything like that, that's the class you should look at for them. It can be an English credit, it's just a half credit, or it could also be a um, an arts credit as well because it, it has both those aspects in it. There is a, some writing involved and some discussion and um, analysis which is all part of what you would do in English, but of course you're also looking at the actual visual. So that's just a side note. The other one who kept telling me about Marco Polo is my virtual assistant Sarah who also is the teaching assistant in the health and computer applications classes. Both of them kept telling me how great this little app was. It is an asynchronous way i.e. non in real time way to actually send videos to each other. You know how when um, kids are playing in the pool and they play Marco Polo. The one charts Marco the other one responds Polo. Well, this is based on that concept. The first person sends out a little video and the other one sends back what they call polos, sends back a response. So I tried it out this morning. I got on and quickly found both Sarah and my daughter, Rachel, and added them. And then I sent them each a polo. And I just did a quick little video. I flipped the camera so that I could show them my cats and just chatted briefly. They then saw that I'd sent them a message and when they were able they got on and responded to me and they could first of all as they were listening to what I had said they could send emojis through which showed that they were happy or excited or whatever they were about what I was saying and then they could speak. Um, It's really, really easy, completely intuitive to actually do. There are some fun factors like you can use filters and voice effects, but honestly, as adults, we're not likely to do that. Though Your kids, if they have uh, cell phones, may enjoy it. But it's it's a great way to actually um, have a more personal contact with family and friends that perhaps aren't in the same city, perhaps not in the same time zone. And you can still speak to each other. Now you can even watch live. So the one time when I was speaking to my daughter I suddenly saw it said she was watching me live. So it was literally like having a little FaceTime conversation with her. But of course I wasn't sure whether she would be available or not and this way I don't have to first sort of text and say, "Um, are you busy? Is it a good time now? I can just send it because it will always be a good time when she actually watches it. A couple of features she told me about. She said that it saves your videos to the cloud and you can go back and watch anything at any time. And you can also take a video you've created and you can send it to another person so you can easily duplicate it. I noticed there were also options of groups. So again, you could have a group where you're all speaking to each other in a group. Now, the last two that I want to talk about are ones that you can both use on your phone and you can also use on a laptop. The first you may also know about is Zoom. And Zoom is a great video conferencing tool. Now, you may just be using Skype and FaceTime to keep contact with people far away. But um, if either of those aren't working well for you, or if you're wanting a number of people all on the call at the same time, Zoom is the way to go. It's free. The basic plan has unlimited meetings. You can try it as long as you want without having to pay anything. You get 40 minutes limit time on meetings. So you if you, if it's the free version, you can only be on for forty minutes. If you have three or more participants, if you if it's just two of you, I think you can speak indefinitely. You can have up to a hundred people at a time, so you could have a really big family and you could all gather on there. You can either do voice or you can do video. Whenever I do podcast interviews, I use Zoom to record. We just do voice. In fact, I did one earlier today. A very good episode coming up in a couple of weeks. And it's, it's it's great for that. And at the end, it obviously allows me to save it, because if it didn't, it wouldn't be much use. And then I can pull it in and edit it. And you can do the same thing with videos. So if you have a big family meeting with your um, with cousins and aunts and uncles all over um, the world, you could then send that link to anybody who had missed it, and they could watch later, which is a really, really cool feature. Um, as I said, you could either do it on your phone or laptop. I tend to use it on a laptop, but you you can also just put the app on your phone and do it like that. This is also if you end up having to go away, and like I remember at one point my mom got very ill and I had to, I took my youngest with me, but I went across to England to be with her while she was having cancer treatment. And I still was trying to homeschool my two sons who'd stayed home. I wish Zoom had been around then. It would have been so much easier for me to have got the two of them on to have been able to have shown them my laptop when i was trying to show them what to do because you can literally you can share you can share what you're doing uh, and you can show them what's going on and you can they can take it in turns to speak you can all be talking it's just um, a really really powerful way to communicate if you also are good at tutoring and you want to make some extra money Zoom would be a great way to do it. That's how our ACT coaching happens. So if you sign up for that, you can get one-on-one coaching via Zoom. You can even like sort of write on a whiteboard. It's, there, there are a lot of different options. So go check out Zoom if you haven't already. Um, it's free for you to sign up and try it out. And I think you'll have a lot of fun. We do use it in some of the funder, funder classes as well when we actually are having uh, group meetings. And if you've listened to the Fan School uh, podcast episode, I actually do Fan School in both the geography and the government classes. And I have been doing it live recently, sharing my screen so that everybody can, can participate at the same time. Then the final tool I want to mention is Slack. Now, I've been using Slack both for running my business. It's the way that all the FinderFinder teachers can communicate and we can talk to all the teaching assistants as well. So it's, it's a great place we all get online together. But we also use it for our Science Olympia team. So it is great if you're using it for like an organized group of people. So you might want to use it for um, your homeschool group. In fact, our homeschool group also runs on Slack. Let me explain what it is, and then I can explain how you can also use it in your family. So Slack allows you to sort of organize your messages. You set up a Slack, and it's just closed for the people who are in it. So... Um, we have like all our students on Slack for the Science Olympiad team and they are the only students in there. So it's a very safe environment. It's not like there are random people wandering in chatting to the kids, which means that even the most conservative of parents don't have a problem with their kids being on it. They don't need a phone either. They just do it on the laptop because it is safe. They are just there with the other members of the team, but they can chat. Now, when you get into Slack, you can set up channels. Everybody automatically is in the general channel but then you set up other ones. So for us in Science Olympiad, we will have a channel for the builders. So anybody doing the building events will be in the building channel. Anybody who's on the middle school team will be in that channel. Those in the high school team will be in that channel. The parents are all in a separate channel because the things we want to talk to the parents about that we don't need the children on there. And then we even have the coaches channel. And that one's locked because when we are having our coaches discussions, we obviously don't want the children to be able to come in and see what we are saying. The rest of them are all open and we can all pop in there and the children can actually start their own. And so they have ones, um, depending on what's happening at the time, they might have a frozen thread if the frozen movies just come out, a frozen um, channel where they're all talking about frozen. They have a random channel that they, they used to have a jokes channel, whatever they want, they can just set up and only those students who are interested in that topic can get onto it. So how would you use this in your home, in your family? Well, I'd never thought about this until my oldest son's fiance told me that her family has been using Slack as a messaging system in their family for years. Now, she did homeschool when she was younger, but there's nobody homeschooling now. But what they do is she has a number of brothers who are married and they've got kids. Everybody's on Slack. So if there's a message that needs to go out to everybody in the family, it would go out in general but then they have other channels for photos. So the ones who want to see every photo of every little kid, every little thing that they're doing, they can go and see that in that channel. Whereas, you know, maybe the the uncles aren't that interested, they don't have to be in that channel and they don't have to turn notifications on for that. So they don't have to worry about it. If they wanna go and see, they can pop in every now and again, but they don't have to actually be part of it and be notified every time it's happening. And again, you may find, I don't know what they do, but they could say perhaps they have a recipe um, channel where those who cook in the families could be sharing the recipes. Those who aren't interested and who don't cook don't have to. It's a way you can just set up channels around interests and I'm sure that um, I'm not sure if they've got um, cousins that are old enough. There could be a cousins channel where just the kids are chatting. So I think this would be absolutely awesome to implement. You could uh, say use it if you're running your homeschool group or you could go and suggest this to your homeschool group leader. But you could also, if you have a big family that's spread across the place, this could be a really fun way for you to get on, very safe and controlled. Nobody else can get in there. And it allows the younger children to have the experience of social media, but in a very controlled fashion. It's only the people who you have invited who are in there so there's no chance of them by mistake getting anywhere that they shouldn't be and it doesn't have to be on a phone so you can let younger children they just have to have an, an email address that so they can actually access it but you could set one up just for the purposes of getting onto slack you can also send direct messages so you know if you wanted just to send it to a specific person that's also that's also an option So just to finish off, I have to just tell you that it was a couple weeks ago. It was the night before our Regional Science Olympiad. And I was at a hotel in Chattanooga. Our regional was there. And within a space of a few seconds, I realized how many different ways people could contact me. I had my daughter in South Africa WhatsApping me. I then had one student texting me. And I had another student Slack messaging me. So I have to admit that sometimes it can be a little overwhelming when you're suddenly getting notifications in three different places and you're like going between them. But each of these does actually allow very different things and they're each useful in a different way. And so I do actually use them all. And I would encourage you to go out and try. And if you try one of these for the first time and really love it, come into our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology Community. You can find it easily if you just search in Facebook or you can look in the show notes. Come and tell us which one you tried and how it worked out for you and how exactly you are using it that's all for this week i hope you enjoyed the episode um please do subscribe if you haven't already and spend a minute just sharing the show with somebody else who you think could benefit from it and if you have the time we'd really appreciate a rating and review see you again same time same place next week thanks for tuning in to homeschooling with technology with merrill